When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right here on 1049 The Horn. Smooth Soul Monday. Uh, I'm in Patrick playing the jams intended to soothe the tortured soul of sports fans who might have had a tough weekend. Uh, man, that's a nice jam. Who is this? This is uh, the Cornelius Brothers and Sister Rose. Wow. This is a good, this is a nice jam. I got to remember this one. I don't even think that's got to be. Is it? Are they one-hit wonder territory? I don't. I doubt it. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing that they probably had multiple songs, but okay. yeah, I, mean, I don't know. The song's called Too Late to Turn Back Now. I like it. It's a nice <laughs> jam. It is soothing the soul. All right. What, what's hard laughing about? What'd you see? It's too late to turn back now. <laughs> <laughs> I just smile. I just, hey, I just smile. That can mean a lot of different okay, things. Yeah, it's it too is late too late to turn back now. That is the, that's a fact. Yeah. Uh, no question about that. Uh, all right, we got some uh, some sound from Steve Sarkeesian. Shout out to my man Jeff Howe, and shout out to Light the Tower. Craig Wade, the voice of the Longhorns. Hey, there's a discussion happening right now, just as we're talking Texas sports, and we're in that conversation right now. We're going to play this Sark sound and continue the conversation talking Texas. SEC Media Days yes. is happening right now. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why they do this to themselves. You guys know I am probably the biggest Aggie sympathizer on these airwaves. That's you not are. Aggie himself. You, yeah, all right. I think you do it even more so than Chad. I know. I got. I and I was almost an Aggie. Yeah. Thank yeah. God for you know Mac Brown sitting on my mama's couch and drinking her sweet tea. Yep. If not for that, your boy's an Aggie. Y'all realize that? I do realize, you realize that. how different my life would be. It would I be doing be. sports radio in Aggie land. Yeah. Now nah, I'm joking. I, I was going to say, <laughs> I, just, uh, I don't know. I'd if you, you'd have I been an agriculture major. No, I was Aggie. <laughs> <laughs> watching, watching you. I was like, where's Rod? Oh, he's over there getting those sheep back on the been, farm. Uh, what's it called? Is it animal hus- husbandry? <laughs> yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. Um, yeah, I probably would have been. But I know, I, listen, I, I loved me some Rossi Soka, man. I, I loved you he know, was great Aggie man. football. He's a great man. Then. Yeah. I was all into the wrecking crew, that kind of stuff. But I guess that's why I love Mac Brown. And Mac Brown, even though we've had our issues, Mac Brown will always be. Yeah. All right. One of my down, I'm down with Mac. You, to, told, to you day, told me that when I went there. To, man. When he, I went he to always go see my that. man. Yeah. He always my man. No doubt. Yeah. You told him. Yep. He, he was like, hey, man, tell Rod. I said, hi. Yep. You know, tell Mac, I love him. Because yep. if not for Mac, I'm an Aggie. This is straight up. And I know a lot of people here in oh. Austin love Mac for making you not be an actor. Oh, man. I yeah. think about that all the time. I was like, damn. Yeah. All right. Mac had a great closing line, too. He was walking out of my garage in my uh, old house that I grew up in. 
Um, and I remember it, t- it was vividly. It's crazy. It's almost like a first kiss kind of thing. Like, I remember yep. it. It's crazy. Like, he was walking out. It was dark. We had, we had like, this kind of dark light in the garage. He's walking out through the garage, him and the coaches. And he's the last guy in the like the line of coaches that's leaving. Like, he's there. And he turns around, and he's like, thank you again, Miss Babers. Thank you again. It was, that that sweet <laughs> team was amazing. That was awesome. And he turns to me. He says, he looks at me. He's like, Babers, I can't win a national title without you. And he walks around, turns around, and leaves. Last thing he said to me. And then you were like, I'm you, coming home, man. <laughs> Dude, I was like, you need me to win it all? You need I'm me? I'm coming home, man. Probably delivered that line to multiple guys. Hey, it's a good did. line. It worked. It's a good line. That's it what worked. I need to hear at the moment. Yes. Sales is all about knowing what that person that you're selling to needs to hear. Yeah. And I needed to hear that, hey, man, I need you. I am the chosen I ain't gonna one. Win, I ain't going to win it without you. Yeah. I was like. I'm with you. Done. I like it. He know at the time. I was like, I told him later. I was like, that was yep. it, man. That was a line. He was like, he's like, I know it. I looked in your eyes. I thought you weren't gonna be an Aggie after that. No way. Can't see Babers in, in Aggie Land. Not gonna work. Cannot see Babers in uh, Aggie Land. Speaking of the Aggies, uh, Brett McMurphy threw this out there. He said uh, Texas A&M's Jimbo Fisher asked if the Aggies' offense would be pro style or spread with new OC Bobby Petrino. And um, he said, we'll do, we'll do everything. I'm not going to say exactly what we're going to do. When he was asked who's going to call the plays, he said, quote, I'm not going to get into that. Bobby was hired for a reason. Tremendous guy, tremendous football mind. Hopefully he'll call the game and have suggestions. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what the hell that means. Hopefully he'll call the game and have suggestions. Oh. He's going to call the game or have suggestions. He's just going to have suggestions <laughs> while the game is going on. Hopefully he'll <laughs> call the game and have suggestions. So they yep. gave you hope. He was like, oh, he could call the game. But also he could be just suggesting. Yep. Is, it, both. is there an over-under on Petrino walking off the sideline at some point this season? You think we'll get a Buddy Ryan, like Kevin Gilbride kind of situation or something? Like, <laughs> is they get into an argument and he just walks off? <laughs> or, I mean, he may be in a booth. I don't know. Is he going to be on the sideline or in a booth? Do That's think? a great question. I don't know. I, I, he was on the sideline, I believe, calling plays when he was a coach, correct? Yeah. Yep. But, you know, I don't but know. But Jimbo may not want him on the field. He may not. It's oh, that close. may be how he chops up at the knees. And then yeah. he, and then he says, yeah. I can't hear him yeah. in the headset. <laughs> I can't I hear you. Yeah. You know what, Bob? I'm just going to call uh, it because right now I can't I hear it. you. I got it. I got There's it. There's radio yeah. interference. <laughs> He's going to do everything to I not have that. Jimbo doing that. He's like, I don't know, man. We got to fix these damn headsets. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Jimbo was asked again if he will continue to call plays or if new OC Bobby Petrino will, and Fisher would not answer. He said, I'm not going to get into what we're doing from a schematic viewpoint. So yeah. He basically didn't want to answer that. Also, my man, Anwar Richardson, Shout out to Anwar. Um, he tweeted out a photo of the players for AM there at SEC Media Days. And I don't know if they did this the entire time, but they did have sunglasses on. Mm-hmm. Like on the podium. That's a like little too much. At man. the podium that yeah, they had, yeah. Like while speaking to the media. Yeah. So I don't know if that was a thing. I don't know if they're trying to be cool. I hope so. And our man lasted. Clarence Hill, Chill said, it just means more. <laughs> That's why he, he tweeted that. He said, it just means more. I have no idea. Like, <laughs> is that, is that a, the future so bright kind of thing? Oh, that would so. be, there you go. That, that would be, that's a good way of putting it. That's Y'all a good can't spin see on us it. coming. You can't I don't see know us. what's up. You there know you what I'm saying? 
You know, I don't know what not the buying it. Be. <laughs> not buying not buying it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I hope their you know media relations person uh, would probably suggest against it. But hey, man, Aggie's mm-hmm. got some swags. Aggie swag. They trying to do a little something. Y'all better something. get used to it. Okay. Hopefully, Longhorns got some swag. They're gonna need uh, some swag this year because they are. Pick to win the Big 12 and a lot of high expectations uh, for Texas football. Sark was actually down at the Texas High School Football Coaches uh, Convention. I think Greg Sankey also was down there, too. Mm-hmm. They got Greg Sankey involved, too. So Greg Sankey understands, like, now, man, Texas is his stomping grounds. Right. They basically own the majority share of the state now in terms of conference. I know people say, oh, there are more schools from the state of Texas in the Big 12 or in other conferences. Yeah, but do they matter as much? Like, what's their market share? Well, don't share? start that right now. Like, what's People te- don't no, want to no, hear Texas that. Texas and Texas A&M have the yeah. biggest market share of the state of Texas. That's like, basically, they account for like 50% mm-hmm. of the, the, the college football market that people care about in this state. And people go, I and agree. I don't like that. And I'm, I'm not saying Tech didn't have that, but Tech's probably got, I don't know, 10%. And then another school's got five, another school's got two, another school's got three. North Texas has probably got 1%. You get my right. point? It's no, like, I got you know it. I mean, it's not all, uh, like, you know, everybody doesn't have kind of equal piece of the, the pie there. But- my point is that uh, with the SEC coming into Texas now, they did announce they're going to have SEC Media Days next year in Texas yeah. for the first time. At the downtown Omni. Yeah. At the downtown Omni, which is an unbelievable spot, by the way. Oh, you stayed there already? Oh, I've stayed there before. It is an <laughs> unbelievable spot, and that is the perfect place to have any type of event going up and down and making sure that you're in the center there's no other place to be when you're in Dallas. Yeah, first, at that hotel Omni. Yeah, it'll be the uh, first year the SEC Media Days have been held in the state of Texas, mm-hmm. the Lone Star State. Is that um, McDaggy's man? I'm sure there's some sure that are upset about that, but yeah. I don't think they should be. I think it's more about now they're just bragging that they own the large market share. Yeah. Of the state because they yeah. own no, no, the it ag- makes sense. not own, but they the Braggy brand and the Longhorn brand are now SEC. No, no, brand, no. I, so. I get it. It makes sense. I'm just asking if if they're going to be like, Wait, we couldn't get that with us. They got the home game. They did get the Remember, home. They game. got the home game, we, and we, now that's their compromise because we gave it to them. Oh, we, oh that's, 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 that's it. That's allowed it. Allowed them to have. That's it. it. Yeah, they, I, I like, like say Aggies negotiated that deal. <laughs> you know, long before back in the day, and then finally the SEC respected. The compromise. So shout out to the Aggies. They got the home game for the start. That's going to be a big game. That's the first year, guys, in like 25 years or so mm-hmm. where the Texas Texas A&M game will be bigger than the Texas Oklahoma game. Well, yeah. That 2024 in Texas, because hell, we don't know what's going to happen with Brent Venables either. Yeah, the way not. he's talking, we'll get into that too. Yeah, he is wilding. <laughs> he is wilding. He's picking fights with, with everybody. He shouldn't be picking fights with. Exactly. Come on, bro. What bro, you doing, man? Stay in your lane, my brother. Stay, stay in, in your lane. lane. What yeah. you doing? All right. Anyway, let's get some of this Sark sound. All right. Um, okay, so Sark was down at Texas, the Texas High School Football Coaches Convention. Shout out to my man Jeff Howe, Cameron Parker as well, who cut up this sound, and uh, Craig Way, the voice of Longhorns to Light the Tower, because they played it and they gave us access to it. So some Sark audio. Uh, the first cut is him talking about how he is building the roster, more like roster construction, because he, he's been – I don't know if he has said this, but it has been pointed out and observed that he's building this roster to compete in the SEC. It fits a SEC style uh, of of play because you'll have big humans inside and you'll have fast, speedy humans on the outside. Those are the two things that Sark pretty much 
basically prioritizes, emphasizes when building his roster. Apparently, eh, that is the case, but that's not how he came to that conclusion. Here's Sark talking about how he's recruiting and building a roster to the SEC. Really, no. Um, You know, when I got here, a, I assessed our roster. Okay, what do we need to what do we need to do to be the best team we can be, and then what do we need to do to be the best team we can be in the future, and ultimately, um, you know, I, I assessed the college football playoff and I assessed who were the best teams in the CFP over the last decade. Well, ultimately, the majority of those teams are come from the SEC. So, all right, how do we beat those teams? How do we build a roster to beat those teams? Well, you got to get big up front. You got to get physical up front. You got to have speed on the perimeter. So we have been recruiting this way um, since I got here. Uh, nothing has changed in that aspect. It's made it a little easier uh, that to, to why we do what we do. I think you got to have big humans up front. You got to have speed on the perimeter. You got to have high football intellect. In the middle of your in the middle of your roster, whether it's offense or defense, and ultimately, um, that's what we've tried to do. Um, it's never perfect, but that, that that's ultimately what we're trying to do. So it 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 is actually a a blueprint to compete in the SEC, but he didn't come up with that blueprint by looking at the SEC. He was looking at teams who have competed in the college football playoff. Turns out most of the successful teams in the college football playoff are from the SEC. So, yes, right. you are correct. Yes, it's the SEC-style team, but it, it wasn't because of that. So I, I, I like the way he said it, though. I mean, that's that's real. I'm glad that he's looking at Texas as a national championship contender. Now, usually you, you build and construct a roster to dominate your ecosystem. Now, the SEC, it's easy. You dominate the SEC, you're going to win the national title. Right. But for every other conference— Or at least be in a discussion. At least be in a discussion. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, but for every other conference, they're trying to win their ecosystem, right, which is mm-hmm. their conference. you yeah. got to construct your roster to win the conference. And so I, Texas actually is in a advantageous, a luxury position where, yeah, they can— look at the more macro way to construct the roster because they have the luxury to do that. But other teams like K-State and Oklahoma States, now they're building to win the Big 12. Right. That's just how you have to do it because otherwise <laughs> you're going to end up getting fired if you can't compete in your own damn conference. Correct, correct. Um, so it is interesting. Like that, that would be the only, I guess, devil's advocate uh, approach to take against what he's doing, but right. he's make he's doing he's making the right decision to build Texas roster this way. Oh man, he's done a great job doing it. He's always talked about the big humans. He talked about his speed. He's going out and getting five star athletes. I mean, you're you're building to win any conference when it's, you're going to get those types of players. Yeah. So that this is a a good look, and I'm glad of the way that he's doing it. I mean, I have no complaints what we've seen so far. The biggest question that we've had is. The development, that seems to be getting better. And now it's just go win games. Go win. Let's go win the That'll games. That'll be it. Yeah. No, yeah. I agree with you. And, and I you'll think, silence a lot of people. Uh, he What'd you say last week? It's, if it's you're Depending on which side you're on. It, it seems to be pretty black and white. Yes. It, nobody's in the middle on Sark. Either people <clears throat> or love Sark or mm-hmm. they're like, no, man, Sark is, dude, he's a, he is what he is. No he's, doubt. He's not going to win double J games. He's not going to win a title. Yep. He's only going to get you so far. No doubt. And Longman fans believe Sark has a chance to be the guy. I, I firmly believe that if he, he does. doesn't get it done this year, a lot of the people there will be a lot of question marks. 
<laughs> a lot of people switch sides. Yeah. Yep. If he doesn't get it done this year and he underachieves and doesn't win double digit games and doesn't compete for a Big 12 title, a lot of the people that are on, like us who are on you know Sark side who are Sark believers will probably become you know people who straddle the fence. Yep. Or we'll decide to go to the other side and we'll become Sark haters. And I don't want to do that, but this is a big year. Well, speaking of that, before you get into your next cut, I just want to put this out. An hour mm-hmm. ago, the East West Shrine Bowl announced uh, their watch list. And the players on the University of Texas that are on there oh, yeah. are Jade Barron, Ryan Watts, Trill Carter, Alfred Collins, Tavondre Sweat, Jalen Ford, Christian Jones, Keelan Robinson, <laughs> uh, Jalen Catalan, Isaiah no- Nayor, and Jordan Winnington. When is the last time that we've ever had a conversation at this level before the season starts that you have this much talent that is possibly going to get an opportunity mm-hmm. to play play in any uh, uh, senior bowl or shrine game, but the fact that their names are being mentioned mm-hmm. right away mm-hmm. is a totally different contrast to where we were a few years ago. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Yeah, um, so it goes back to your point, though. You got to show up, you got to put them together, and they got to go out there and play. Got to win. Yep, got to win. win. This is a big year for Sark, big year for the program. Uh, Sark has talked about football IQ. He remarked a lot before last season. Um, that it was something that the team needed to improve on and it had to get better to their overall football acumen. Um, here is Sark being asked about the overall impro- improvement on uh, football IQ on the team um, and how important it is. Yeah, I thought it was. Um, I thought what we did was was really effective. Um, you know, bringing in kind of an outside voice sometimes to talk about football IQ and football intellect, I think is helpful. Uh, I think ultimately it's hard to quantify in game what that looks like. But for me, the fact that our players are talking about football, that tells me we're, we're making an impact. You know, they're not, they're not talking about uh, – a video game or they're not talking about something they're talking about football they're talking about third and four talking about fourth down scenarios they're talking about red zone uh and were we perfect no obviously but i think over over time we'll, we'll reap the benefits of it as long as we keep putting towards our energy right in in that in that facility so I'm I'm actually excited for where we're at because I think we can go to a new spot, a new place with with our guys, uh, and we are. Um, and I think our players are excited about it too. Like, man, we are getting coached at the highest level to learn the game of football with new rules and what it might look like in college and what it might look like in the NFL. Like, I think they're embracing that, and that, and that's that's what we want, you know. So so we enjoy that that aspect of it. Yeah, uh, it's it's important. I mean, that's when I, the team that I played on in 01 and 02, that's when we took our game to another level. And honestly, Coach Aquino was a big part of it. Sometimes your coach, who are just teachers, um, they're the ones who, getting back to teachers, uh, they can, they're the ones who are responsible a lot of time for your the improvement of your football IQ because you see the game different and you realize you're always a student of the game. Like right, you right. never stop being a student of the game. There's no – you don't ever master the game. You can't. Um, and that approach, you become kind of a, always someone who's willing to learn and looking to learn. And that's really the football IQ uh, moment 
for most players mm-hmm. is realizing like, oh man, I have so much to learn. I can't stop learning. Every day I must learn something new about the game and get better um, because there's so many different things I don't, whether it be on your side of the ball or somebody else's side of the ball. And I do think those guys are starting to get that. And you become, like I said, a football investigator. Right. You can solve it. You can solve those those little those puzzles. You can solve all those <clears throat> things that are you're going to be confronted with throughout a game on your own because you have the football IQ to do it. Well, and I think a lot of that football IQ happens when you got the same voices giving you the information. There's no changes. You become a little bit more accustomed. That's why they said now we don't have to think. We just go out there and play. The play is called. Now we understand it. So for them, I think this, his biggest attribute right now, Coach Sark's his biggest attribute, is keeping his staff in place. There's a lot of guys mm-hmm. that that we've seen come through here in a lot of different situations, whether it's the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, linebacker coach, mm-hmm. special team. There's so many people that have come and gone throughout this program that they've now created this opportunity for themselves to have camaraderie in mm-hmm. that room, and yeah. that is huge for the personnel, mm-hmm. the players, but most importantly for those new players that are coming in because Rob B is teaching Mike what he knows already, but Rob B and Mike aren't having to learn at the same time yep. a new call, a new a new, new signals and all the yeah, new, new terminology. Language, yeah. This is easy for those guys, and maybe that's why these players are talking so confidently themselves, and maybe that's why Sark feels the way that he feels because now – he doesn't have to look over there and say, guys, we are bad. Hmm. Remember when he's on the sideline mm-hmm. at Arkansas? Oh, yeah. He's I like, remember. man, we are bad. But now mm-hmm. he's sitting there saying, okay, this is my team. They mm-hmm. understand what is asked of them. They know their responsibilities. And now we make the call and they go play. That's a great point, Harge. I never thought about that. But to you, link to continuity on the staff, which Texas hasn't had in a while, right? Um, to the fact that now – Instead of just having the teachers who are there, which are the coaches, they're teachers. Getting back to teachers, I mean, there's teachers. our theme today. All right, yeah, it seems to be. <laughs> um, but now all of those students, like you said, instead of having to learn the new system and the new technology and oh, have re- rapport with the coach and yeah. chemistry with him and all that kind of stuff, now we have some consistency, some continuity, and now all those those once students are now tutors. Yes. They're tutors to the young guys. Yeah, that's easy for them. Yeah, so they're tutors. They're like, hey, I'm giving you cliff notes. Yeah, yeah, I've been yeah. here. Yeah, don't listen to coach. Don't listen to coach. coach. This coach, is what he's mean. Coach talks a little bit too much. We got that. This is a simple way of looking at it. Right. Do that. Yeah, right. you know what I mean? Like kind of like what you said yeah. about DeMarvin Overshawn mm. and Jalen Ford, how they already knew. They already knew. They were going to help replace each other. replace one another. They knew feeling, exactly feeling what replaced. was going on. Yeah. If this happens, I'm going here. You get here. Yep. Boom. Done. No, I know I'm, the call was this, but we got to go win a game. That's that, dude. That's and that's a great point. Astute observation in terms of increasing the football IQ. All right, I know we got a special guest coming up, so I don't want to take uh, too much time here. I don't play one last cut, and then we'll get mm-hmm. to the break. Uh, this is Sark actually disagreeing with a stance from Greg Sankey. I believe Greg Sankey wants to change the early signing period, um, and I believe he either wants to get rid of it or even, uh, how they want to do it. But he actually. Sark here disagrees with Greg Sankey on that matter. I don't want to find, I don't want to from the SEC before I'm in the conference. Okay, John, quote me. Um, I, don't, I don't know if that's the best avenue. The reason being is the student athlete and the high schools are, are way too equipped to graduate high school early and to be at college in January. So 
when you start to think about the majority of your class enrolling in January, but not ever having a signing period, that's concerning to me. That was the reason we went to the early signing period. So do I think there's probably a happy medium in there? Yes. Uh, but the fact of not to have one at all, uh, that's a little concerning because I just hate to feel for a kid and his family going through the month of December, no signing period. I'm supposed to go to school A, but I don't sign. And where to when and how do I get to celebrate that? That's a little concerning. So no disrespect to Mr. Sankey. That's just how we feel here uh, and – yeah, we'll navigate our, our way through it, I'm sure. Uh, stuff, no man. disrespect to no Sankey. Disrespect. He's saying it basically, yeah, we like that early signing period. And I think Sankey's stance is that when they expand the playoff, um, that's going to be a lot on the plate of coaches who are also in the playoff, who also have to deal with all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's, a, yeah, it's it, a lot. It, it is, is a lot. lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so, I also look at the fact, and I understand where Sark is, he likes getting out in front of this thing. He does. He, he wants to. He wants yeah. everybody. Because what are we doing right now? It ain't even signing. He wants those people signed so they don't wait until later. I need to get you signed early. I want y'all in that because by the time you sign, and if you try to push it back, I got other people that are coming to claw at you. Yes, it's competitive. They're going to continue to claw at you up until that day. But if you can get them early, they can get on campus early. They can be a part of the program. They're going to do mm-hmm. all those other things. So I understand where Sark is, and I understand where Sankey is too. Because I think a lot of it is these guys are working twenty four seven. You make a lot of money. Keep working. They make a lot. Yeah, and yeah. Sang, I think Sang's looking out. He understands there gonna be a lot of teams in the SEC in that expanded playoff, mm-hmm. and he wants to try to you know, make things as you know, comfortable, yep. easy for those guys yep. as possible, um, and also make sure that they can focus on recruiting. Like you said, they got a lot of different, you know, a lot of different things. Yeah, a lot of different buns play. in the different <laughs> exactly. ovens. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, all right, uh, what you got coming up on the Harsh Knock Life? We got our man Anthony Williams coming up to talk to us about a camp that he's got going on. And he's got a lot of these players from this area that he's seen grow up. And we can get a chance to talk about some of those guys that he's seen make those moves as well. Oh, yeah. No, that'll be fun, man. He's, uh, he's got a lot of, got his eyes on a lot of great prospects in the flex area. Um, so we'll talk to him about that coming up next on Harsh Knock Life on 104 the Horn. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mike, you have to be so combative. Now, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folk, but in front of your own speak my mind. He has emotional anger issue problem. Hey, are you Dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. Michael! Welcome back to a Smooth Soul Monday edition of Ball Don't Lie. It's your boy, Hardball Harge. 
You can uh, follow me on Twitter at HardballHards. You can follow my man Rob Babers at Rob Babers. And, of course, you can follow the man behind the glass at It's Patrick Davis. We also love it when you're a part of the show, so hit us up on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. And joining us right now on the Vaquero Cafe and Cantina mm-hmm. Hotline, this is a man that I consider my big bro. I've been around him since – pretty much since he moved to Austin, Texas, and we started hanging out quite a bit. He is uh, in charge of the – he's the co-founder of the Connected – what is it, at the USA? Connected mm-hmm. at the – oh, at Connected at the Athlete. That's mm-hmm. what it is. And he's in charge of the Texas Football Showcase. But he wants to give us some information of a camp that he has going on this weekend. He is the father of – Three great kids, but y'all know him as Anthony Williams. Coach Anthony, how you doing, bro? What's up, Coach? Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing? Glad to have you on, as always. And and I know that this is a busy, busy time for you. The summer is always busy. So let everybody know what you have going on this week over at the Round Rock Multipurpose Complex. Well, Mike and Rob, first of all, always thanks for having me come on and, and promote this as we're trying to promote student-athletes here. But I got to get my boys here. Uh, you know, I know there's a lot of stuff going on at the radio station. Uh, you guys know I'm big fans. Mike, you know, you and I have been family since we moved here from California, and you coached all four of my kids. But uh, I, I don't know what's going on, but I know that you two bring value and talent uh, to the, the local area as far as covering not just high school but college and having just that in-depth of guys that live here. And so if anybody's out there listening and is trying to find two rising stars to talk about local – high school, college, pro sports, and all things funny and amusing. Uh, they need to get up with y'all. Uh, y'all need to get up Mike and Rob because uh, what do they continue here, what the future holds. Now, uh, I know that you guys are bringing such value and so much uh, support and positivity to our community, and that, that can't go away. So I'll just before I get into what I'm doing, i got to let you know I got you guys back, and if there's anything you need me to do, reference, whatever, uh, just holler at your boy. I'm going to take care of it. So I'm going to get that Appreciate out that. first. Appreciate thank, that as thank always. You, thank you, Anthony. You're the man, man. That's very kind. Very nah, kind. Nah. Thank you, brother. Too no kind, worries. actually. It's all earned. Earned, earn not given. But, guys, yeah, so uh, this Thursday, uh, we are doing – Coach Wood and I are doing a little uh, – this is our last event of the summer. We're doing something a little different. You know, a lot of kids have been since January, uh, since the end of last season, been grinding through what we call the January and, uh, and spring uh, evaluation. They're in off-season. They've been working on their speed, strength, size, uh, things like that, you know, going to college camps and trying to get ready for the season. And we want to recognize that. And so this is going to be our, our third annual uh, skills showcase that we're going to hold uh, this Thursday, July the 20th, over at the Ron Rock Multipurpose Complex. This is not going to be a camp. It's not going to be a combine. It's going to be, as we all know, and, and Rod knows for sure, it's going to be more like the NFL Pro Bowl-style uh, skill showcase. No one-on-ones. Nothing to hurt these kids because we're getting too close to the season. Uh, kids are going to come out, and they're going to go through position-specific drills to showcase their speed, size, strength, mobility, agility, athleticism uh, in front of all the local media, all the local, uh, you know, the KXAN, you know, Flex ATS going to be there helping them pick the uh, all-Flex preseason team, things like that. And so uh, we are inviting kids to come out. If you want to come out and kind of show, uh, give, the, uh, give the local media – and the fans and some of the, the, the local uh, recruiting guys, uh, a sneak peek about, hey, I'm the next Deuce Vaughn. I'm the next Braylon James. I'm the next uh, Jaden Greathouse. I might be the next Caden K. Klubnik. 
now that would be a good chance to come out. Uh, come out and showcase your arm, your speed, whatever. Uh, Coach Wood and I have uh, some really competitive drills that are going to be fun and non-contact for the kids to come out and, and give us a sneak peek into what we're going to see this, this fall season. Hey, Anthony, are they going to have um, – because you said they're going to go through drills. Are you guys going to time these guys in their drills as well? Oh, absolutely. Okay, yeah, so they'll get that for their records? The, the re- Absolutely. They'll get that. They'll get the time to do it. And then we'll, we have Coach Wood has come up with a, with a point system. So what obviously you know, has some competition. Uh, each kid will go through their drills and we'll tally up their points based on how they perform. And then we'll give out awards at the end and, and do some nice. interviews on some of the top performing kids uh, that will combine, you know, some combine drills along with some ball skills, footwork, hip fluidity, strength, flexibility, uh, quickness, that kind of thing. Nice. That's outstanding. I love it. So it, when when the kids come out there and there's going to be a lot of people that have these opportunities, is this more of one of those deals? Obviously, you said it's like a skills competition. You're, you're doing it like the Pro Bowl. But are there college coaches or anybody else? Because this the dead period. Well, so what we do is this. And so I'm connected with all the, you know, 24-7 with Jeff Howe and, and on three and I was all the guys that cover that. And so – uh, after the events, these guys are on vacation now. They get ready for the season. Uh, I, will, I, I usually put together a report and, and, and give that out to those guys about who the top performers were. They call me back, and they'll do write-ups on the kids that were top performers. Some of the kids that we know here in, in the 512 and in the surrounding areas, uh, we already know some of these names, the Leonard Moores and some of the you know, top kids. Uh, oh, yeah. um, um, will Hammond, the quarterback over at, at Hutto, will be there. Uh, guys are already committed. But once again, you guys know me, and, and Rod knows this from the Combine. I like discovering those kids that we that nobody knows about yet. Mm-hmm. There's a kid who's a right. sophomore that nobody that everybody's gonna know about either next year or the year after that because you know he's a big time guy, he's a three, four, five star. But we discovered him here back when he was a freshman or sophomore. So we're gonna have kids from the class of twenty four, which are gonna be this year's seniors, all the way down to the incoming freshmen. And just coming back from a, a big national camp with FBU at Top Gun in Florida last week, uh, we had some of the top class twenty seven kids across the country. And I'm telling you, that that class is loaded, too. So we're going to find some stars here that we may not be talking about this year because they may not end up on varsity because of maybe a senior or a junior in front of them. But there's some dudes out here that are going to be like, wow, class 27, I know it sounds crazy. It's way out there. But I guarantee most of these kids would be playing, contributing, or starting on, on varsity as a sophomore. And then, then mm-hmm. as a junior, they're going to be followed by all these guys who are saying, hey, it's going to be Texas, it's going to be A&M, Tech, TCU, Alabama, whatever. We're talking to Anthony Williams. You can follow him at A Williams USA to find out more information about the camps that are going on, or you can go to hornfm.com. It's on the Flex page. You'll be able to see it there as well. And talking about the class of 27, I know that is true because that's the class that my son is a part of. So you're right. There will be some guys that will be major contributors on the football field coming up here in the next couple years because I've seen most of them growing up. I've seen them play a lot, so there will be a lot of kids from this area that will continue to contribute and get these opportunities. But talking about these opportunities, there's a lot of kids that you have had the opportunity to kind of groom and and see their skill level, inviting them to your combines. You have my man Rob B. working with you in San Antonio this past year. I know he'll be there again. (laughs) I'm already putting him out there for you right now. Uh, But tell tell us about some of the kids that you recognized that were early contributors that you said, yeah, this kid has what it's what it looks like. Because I've seen you at plenty of high school football games walking on the sideline, talking to um, some other fans and other people that have been around the game. 
Yeah, well, and well, I appreciate where I want to get coming out and, and pouring into these kids, oh, him man. and Aaron, awesome. and the four Longhorns coming out, and we'll be getting ready to do it. Hey, before we do it, we'll be getting ready again. I'll be calling like, hey, we ready to go? That's right. Uh, Holla so we're, we're looking forward to that. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, I think a lot of the players that really impressed me early, obviously the, the first one that comes to mind is, is Kay Klubnik. You know, he's at Clemson now. Uh, I remember meeting uh, Kay for the first time back when he was an eighth grader uh, and, and seeing the, his talent even back then and then following him through and becoming good friends with his family and, and seeing him go to the A&M camp when I was there and, and me walking up to, to Jimbo Fisher and saying, hey, this kid is a sophomore. His parents are ag alum. He, he'd commit on the spot. This is going to be a star. And, and they, oh, he's, he's kind of small, and they didn't go with him or whatever, and, and he ended up where he ended up. Uh, he's one of many. Um, um, Jaden Greathouse is another one, a kid that before he grew into his body, uh, you can see, at least you know, a lot of guys with the eye of talent could see, that kid's going to be big time. Uh, Braylon James over at Stony Point that's going to Notre Dame. I mean, Notre Dame and some of these areas are really starting to see that, hey, we've got some we, – we're not Dallas, we're not Houston, but there are some guys you can get here who are going to contribute early at the college level. Uh, I see some of the more recent guys. There's a quarterback, as I mentioned, over at Huddle, uh, uh, Will Hammond, who's already committed oh, yeah. to Texas Tech. Kid is a star. I mean, this kid has big-time arm talent. He's a, he's a gym rat. He's hungry. He's got great coaching over there with uh, Coach Comp and, and the guys over at Huddle. Uh, he's another kid I would say is going to be a big-time star. Uh, another one that comes to mind would be uh, there is a uh, young – uh, receiver over at Weiss that's got some talent. Um, um, Adrian, uh, kid that's got just great separ- separation, hands, uh, needs to go into his body a little bit, but you can see the, the flashes. Like, this kid's going to be big time once he catches up with his body, uh, as long as he continues to work. And, you know, I, 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 you know, with me, guys, with Mike and Rob, you know, I'm creating a platform. I mean, I have an eye talent. God is blessing with that. But I'm also there to help these kids understand that talent isn't enough. Uh, technique plus talent beats talent alone. And you got to make sure that you're honing in and listening to guys like Rod and my son Aaron and many other guys, Sean Rutherford and Derek Lewis and guys who we have the combine and Everson Walls who play for the Cowboys. Uh, they will tell you that, uh, hey, if you think you're going to get by on your talent now, when you get to those upper levels, everybody is big, everybody is fast, and everybody is strong. So you've got to put in the work on the film study and uh, understand the game and increase your, 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 your football IQ on top of taking care of the academics, because I, as I always tell kids in my camps, and Rod is for me to this, and Mike, you have too, at the end of the day, football, baseball, whatever your sport is, is going to come to an end one day, and you better be preparing for when that day comes. Don't wait until it happens. Prepare so you have a nice, smooth transition to taking that great skill set that make you a great student athlete into whatever you're going to do after your eligibility is over or after you have a pro career, and that's one of the big things that, uh, is my, that my platform is all about. Uh, yeah, I love that platform, too. And I love that the guys can just go somewhere and compete. I mean, one of the things, you're a young yep. player. You may not know where you stand um, in terms of how, you know, how advanced your skill set is compared to others. These, This is the location for it. This is when you go find out. You can go compete against a lot of the guys and find out how much work you got to do. Um, there's yep. always yep. a lot of work to be done. Well, Ryan, you know this, I mean, because you were a big guy. And so, you know, everybody's, I always say, everybody's lights come on differently. They come yep. on different times. Some kids are big and strong out of eighth grade, as Mike has seen with his kid and playing basketball and everything. And I've seen it. And then you have those kids who, you know, they may play uh, J- they may play freshman ball their freshman year and JV their sophomore junior year, and then a light comes on their senior year mm-hmm. and then you know they're 6'4", 200 pounds. Yeah, and, and, and it's unfortunate that um, a lot of kids now, if they're not early risers, they're not getting the attention of the known recruiting services, the 24-7s, because they're not that kid right now. 
but then they come in later on and it's like, okay, well, already off the market because the, the D1s already kind of passing by. And so that's where I kind of like to come in. When I talk with coaches, they say, Anthony, you always have a gym. Who's a kid that nobody knows about that we should get on? And I'll tell them, here's a list of kids. You know, they're good students, they're good people, high character, good families. You might want to check this kid out because he's going to be able to contribute to your program. So that's another thing that me and, and Coach Wood uh, take a lot of pride in is, is finding those kids who are uh, come in late on the radar screen who weren't four or five stars or sophomore junior year, uh, but still are still going to have a chance to, to play some either some big-time football. And as my, as my friend Chris Vaughn says, Scott with the Cowboys, Deuce Vaughn son, big time is wherever you are. So whether you're at Texas or Texas State hmm. or Texas College, Damn wherever right. you are is big time. And if you're good enough, Rod, you know this and playing this in the next level. Yep. If you're good enough, somebody will find you. Yeah, nope. No, I was a late bloomer too, Anthony. So, uh, hey, man. I, you're speaking I, his I, language. I, late blo- I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't blow up to my senior year, man. So I, I get the late bloomers out there. Hey, let me ask you one question, though. Um, we've, yeah. we've had on the flex uh, Mason Cochran, the quarterback from Round Rock, and he oh, actually yeah. has yeah. said people have recruited him as a linebacker. What are your thoughts about him? He's extremely athletic, but he also, man, he's, he's, he's built. He's thick. He reminds me, Mason's a great kid. Uh, they obviously had a great 7-on-7 season with one of the championship up at uh, College Station. Uh, he's been on my radar screen. I've been watching him since he was a freshman. He is a kid that's got special talent. Um, he, he, he's a good quarterback. Could I, if, if I'm a team, I'm like, you know what, we're good at quarterback, but, man, we love your physicality. I could see him playing a linebacker mm. uh, or a rover or coming off the edge. He's that athletic. He's got that kind of size and speed and strength. And as you know, Rod and Mike, you know, the more things you can do at a high level, the more recruitable you are. Yep. And so what I would tell kids like Mason and others is, you know, I know you want to play quarterback, but at the end of the day, take a step back. You're doing something now that's going to impact not the next four years of your life, but the next 40 years of your life. If you can get a scholarship offer to play linebacker at school X yeah. or a quarterback at school Y, that op- life is about options. And hopefully those options will make good decisions to set you up for when your career is over and set you up for the next 40 years of your life and not just for the next four or five years. For sure. I love it. Man. Hey, exactly. Like, man. Wisdom. Hey, <laughs> that's why we, hey, message. Message. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And as always, man, thank you so much. And before we let you go, tell everybody where they need to go to sign up and to make sure that they get a chance to come out there uh, Thursday night. At 6.30, correct? Yeah, we're hoping that the heat will be calm. So we're going to do it kind of late. We're going to do it, uh, register by position. So we'll, uh, we'll start with the quarterbacks, running backs, receivers. Uh, I'm sorry, the quarterbacks, running backs, and linebackers will go at 6.30. Uh, and then the receivers and DBs will register uh, at 7.30. And then we'll finish with the O-line, D-line at 8.30 and try and get things to cool off and let those kids go out there and compete against each other and uh, without the risk of injury and and, uh, and showcase their schools and, and show us what they're going to be like here coming up in the season. I'm looking forward to it. So TexasFootballShowcase.com is a place they can register. Uh, it's only $50, and that's just to cover the, the cost of using the facility and the insurance. Uh, we're trying to expose that not just kids in our area, but kids from San Antonio. Houston, everybody's available, but it's really uh, we really hope to see a lot of the local talent that we're going to be talking about here this season uh, trying to go live for another state title here at Westlake or Lake Travis or Round Rock or Cedar Ridge or whoever. So we're really excited about the talent in this area. It's really starting to make a difference. I'm starting to hear from college coaches, Mike and Rod, that uh, they're starting to see that often. Man, you guys are producing the talent here. We've always known it, but mm-hmm. it's always been, hey, when you, hear, when you hear coaches say, I recruit Texas, what they really mean is I recruit Dallas and I recruit Houston. Right. So I've really been trying these last 10 years, me and many other guys in, in the market are really trying to promote these kids in the 210 down in San Antonio, in the 512 here, East Texas and West Texas, because there's, there's some good kids out there. And so the talent is uh, – 
is off the chain. These kids are getting trained up, and, and they're working hard here in the summer. And so we're looking forward to them celebrating their hard work here in the fall coming up, and I, I like to be a part of that. And Colleen, Texas. Make sure you put that in there, 255. You know, of course. Not, you know I'm not going to let you roll without that one, man. You talk about all these other numbers. We need the 254 in there, too. <laughs> As always, and thank you so much, my man. We appreciate you so much. Man, Follow him at A Williams USA on Twitter. That's A Williams USA on Twitter. Thanks, Ant. Thanks, Ant. All right, man. Y'all be blessed. I appreciate you. Man. Yeah, he's a class act, man. Like I said, I, 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 he's a kind man. They've been family since they moved here. They let me. He blessed me enough to let me work with all of his kids. Uh, teaching them how to hit, uh, mentoring them, being around them all the yeah, time. Cool. So I'm always thankful when he has an opportunity to do something, I'm always on board for it. So shout out to him and what he's trying to do for this area. No, he's you all, know? like I said, um, I, I, will, I will say that, yeah, heart's in the right place yeah. uh, with Anthony and him trying to showcase uh, young people. And he is, he's trying to find like the hidden gems. Yep. The diamonds in the rough, the ones, the, the kids that nobody, everybody, there are enough recruiting services where if you are a really good player, top of the food chain yep there are plenty of services out there that are looking at you and they're going to help you promote your brand but if you're on the lower end of that totem pole and you're late like i said more develop late yep all right if you want to you spoke guys, about that you know yeah what I'm saying? i was uh, yeah for real I was, I was one of those guys then yeah i mean you might need a little bit of help promoting yep. and these are the events you can go to so go to flxatx.com if you want to find out more information about that so thanks to anthony all right we come back we'll give a quick flex on the other side right here sorry not flex quick off the record on the other side right here on ball don't lie DD Mega Doodoo. I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get they bring the income. Well, congratulations. Continue good sex in the sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live! I can I'll write it and we'll do it live! And thing sucks. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. All right, we're way over, uh, and it's well worth it because uh, Anthony uh, Williams uh, does a great job helping out the folks. If you need more information about the uh, camp he's got coming up Thursday, it's not a camp, it's actually a showcase. I shouldn't say camp, showcase coming up on Thursday. You can go to flxatx.com. There's uh, a lot of information up there for you. All right, we're we're late, so we're going to push her off the record to the end of the 5 o'clock. So in 545, we'll get to more off-the-record stuff. We come back, we'll uh, get into some uh NFL news, notes, and nuggets. We'll talk about the value of the running back position and also DeAndre Hopkins with a new team. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9 The Horn.